May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It was day one of VBS. And let me tell you, many things were running through my mind. But chief among them was how am I going to communicate this spiritual armor of God to children? Because the thing is, you can't see this armor with our eyes. And the strength that we can see, maybe physical strength, doesn't do much to help us against our spiritual foes and against the power of the devil. And so I asked them about this on day one. I said, what do you guys think? If I lifted weights every day, nonstop, full-on bodybuilder mode, would I be able to defeat the devil? They said, no. I said, well, no, what? Are we done for then? Because the devil is always attacking us, always coming at us with temptations, his flaming arrows, as we'll talk about. And they said, no. I said, well, why not? Because God is on our side. He makes us strong. They were thinking back on the first verse of our theme text for VBS that we'd taught that morning, where it said, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And so I thought I'd ask the kids just a few more things. I said, okay, okay, so there's some strength we can't see, right? So what do you guys think? Is Jesus dying on the cross? Is that something strong? I was amazed by their answers. Yes, yes, all of them said yes. And so I pushed him on it. I said, well, why is that? Because I look at that and I see a man dying and bloodied, pinned to a cross at the mercy of his executioners. How is that strong? And the kids said, because it's God. Because he was willing to do it. Because he did it for us. Those weren't answers I fed them. Those are what they said. How beautiful. It reminds all of us that there's something, some type of strength that we certainly can't see. But that's real strength. And in the case of Christ on that cross, it was strength and sacrifice for others. It was strength in how he stood firm on his father's plan to save all of us. He was wearing the armor of God. And now through his sacrifice... We get to wear it too. Elijah also faced what looked like daunting odds, didn't he? 450 prophets of Baal and 400 other prophets. So uh, if you're doing the math, that's about 850 to 1. It seemed by all outward evidence he was in deep trouble. But yet you saw That he spoke with such confidence. But how? He couldn't have been relying on his own strength in the face of such a daunting army of prophets. No, he knew that he had to rely on the strength of the Lord and in his mighty power. And then, wow, did the Lord display that that was right. Right, that fiery show that licked up even the water around the altar. Even the stones burned up. Our God, his God, is the one with the power. But 
This morning we talk about how our enemy and our enemies are actually a bit different than what Elijah faced. Those were false gods who were proven to have no power whatsoever. But in our theme text from BBS, Paul talks about real enemies that have real power that you and me face, that you and I face every day. The devil, demons, and their powerful attacks on us. And we don't want to take this lightly because Paul doesn't. God doesn't. He warns us of it. And we see in the New Testament, and maybe you've heard stories of just how powerful they can be. And at one time, Jesus drove a legion, 2,000 demons out of a man and sent them to a herd of pigs. And then they showed what kind of destruction they can do as they hurled those pigs into the sea for a watery death. Or in the word of God, we'll consider for our Bible study this morning. We see a demon that shook and convulsed this young boy so that he was foaming at the mouth. And not even Jesus' disciples, who he gave authority to drive out spirits, they couldn't drive it out. We do not want to minimize the power of the devil and his demons. Because there's danger if we do. We might start to think we can stand up against them on our own. But the fact is we can't. The devil is more powerful than us. His demons are more powerful than human beings. If we try to stand on our own, we would be nothing but dust. But as we start to read our texts that we focused on VBS week from Ephesians 6, you get the idea that it's not up to us. Because if it was, then Paul would have said stuff, like he gives a lot of commands, but he, he doesn't say things like fight, or outsmart, or battle, or attack. He never says any of those things. Listen as I read Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 17, and notice the commands he gives. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Did you notice his commands? Be strong. Put on, stand firm, take up. It's pretty clear that you can't win a battle only playing defense, only standing. So that must mean someone else is doing the fighting for us. And that's exactly how it is. God fights for us. We need only be still. And you can't take on or, or take up 
what you don't already have. And so also you do already have the armor of God. You've been equipped with it. Every Christian has been given this heavenly armor. And so it's not up to you. It's not up to your strength, but rather in his strength and in his mighty power. We're already standing in the best place of all. The enemy would like to knock us from that place. So we must only stand firm behind our God who fights for us, armed with the armor he gives us. God is illustrating the complete protection here that he gives us and that we already have. And a knight clothed in armor from head to toe is a wonderful way to show that, isn't it? And think of how each piece just communicates a truth or a way that we can defend against the opposition of the devil. The belt of truth defends you against the father or the, the devil's lies that God doesn't love you or that he doesn't care. The breastplate of righteousness reminds you that even as you fail in this battle, you are still right with God with the righteousness that Christ gives you with the shoes fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace, you can stand firm no matter what trials or tribulations come your way because you can already know you have peace with God. Because it is as the kids chanted this week, Jesus died, Jesus rose, Jesus rules it all. And then they said, for me, for me, for me, it's yours. And you can know that. Or the devil, he's always trying to convince us to make our perception or to perceive how reality is or how things are around us by what we can see with our eyes or what we can feel or what we think rather than on the objective realities of Christ and what he's done for us. We extinguish those flaming arrows with our shield of faith, faith that is certain of what we hope for and sure of what we do not see. With our helmet of salvation, we're reminded that we have eternal life right now and nothing can shake us from that. And finally, we have this. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which slices and dices every last temptation, attack, and doubt that the devil would love to bombard you with. And it's the powerful tool that the Holy Spirit uses to convince you of all these truths. I'm sorry if it's almost a bit overwhelming to hear about all these truths, this fire hose of God's truth that we get with this armor of God, but also good. Because that's exactly what God would have you see here. That your protection is complete he hasn't missed any part of it. And he's fighting for you so you can stand firm in his strength. Nothing was left out. The pressure is not on you. God's armor is. So be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. I left out one verse, though. Because we have something even beyond this armor. Paul says... 
in verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Prayer can be a kind of barometer of where we're putting our trust. Because are we praying? We can ask ourselves, are we praying, as Paul says, in, on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests? Or are we going about our daily struggles kind of forgetting about God and, and not going to him in prayer constantly? Thinking, you know, I, I can handle this on my own. Because what is prayer? Except a proclamation of what kids sing so proudly in Jesus Loves Me, that we are weak, but he is strong. Right? What is prayer but an, admit, an admittance that God, you are powerful. God, you are bigger. All my efforts would come to nothing without you. I need you and your strength. That's what prayer is, and that's real strength. Even an unseen, quiet prayer behind a closed door. It's not flashy. And it's not what the world would call strength. But that's real strength. Because it's you relying on God and his mighty power. Not your own. And then look at the last half of that verse. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Why did the kids say that a man dying a criminal's death on a cross was real strength? Well, among all those awesome answers, they said, because it was for us. In other words, it was for others. We have been made strong. In the strength of our Lord. That same strength. And so now we too get to use that strength for others. And one of the ways we do that is through prayer. Uplifting one another in prayer. Encouraging one another. Because this battle is fierce. Don't forget that. There's a reason Paul describes the enemies the way he does. There's a reason he talks that we need armor. So why battle alone? On day four of VBS, we talked all about the shield of faith. And we talked about how difficult it would be if you were all alone, trying to block all those attacks of the devil from every direction, his flaming arrows, as Paul said, and you're trying to get everyone, and it's exhausting. But then we talked about the phalanx, that old Greek military strategy where those soldiers would overlap every one of their shields in a line coming together to create this impenetrable shield. And then they could move forward together. They could encourage one another, push one another on. That's what we get to do with our shields of faith when we pray for one another, when we gather together. You didn't get to hear it, but one of the songs the VBS kids will sing today, they chant, F-A-I-T-H, the shield of faith. F-A-I-T-H, the shield of faith. And they love to do it really loud. But what if I asked just one kid to do that all by himself? Do you think he'd do it with the same gusto and confidence? Probably not. And that's in front of a room of believers and family and friends. How much more do we need each other 
when our enemies are the spiritual forces of evil and the powers of darkness. You are not fighting this battle alone. So pray for others. Ask others to pray for you. And let's keep gathering together as we are today with our shields of faith interlocked. And if you don't have a place to do that, know you are always welcome here. And so, keepers of the kingdom, soldiers in God's army, stand firm, not with your strength, but in his mighty power. Because he's given you real strength. Sure, you may not see it, but you have it. You have the assurance of his truth that keeps you going. You have his righteousness that he gave to you. You have his gospel that you can stand on and be assured of. You have your shield of faith. You have the salvation that he won for you and is never in doubt. And you have the word of God that convinces you of all of this. So stand firm, not in your strength, but in his mighty power so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. In Christ, amen. And now the peace of God that passes all understanding guards your hearts and minds in the true faith until life everlasting. Amen.